0: Office, eh? So it's going to be about um, following on from um, what Rajvi Guru was speaking about this And the idea was to try and take us through, where's the to be room? So uh, we're going to go through some, um, uh, some kind of practical exercises around what he spoke about, but before we do that, I wanted to make a very happy announcement, um, we have to congratulate somebody. Vishnu Rata has taken initiation. I will take it. Can you stand up Vishnu? So, today we're going to hear from Vishnu's new guru.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and um, Vishnu was, you know, I, I have, we have a. I don't know, Dr. Jani also has taken initiation. You can take a seat now. Uh, Governor Jani also took initiation um, but he's hiding in the kitchen somewhere so I've been trying to tell them to you know, read the Bhagavatam <laughs> every day at least one hour get through the Bhagavatam but um, that doesn't always work out but without fail they listen to their guru so I thought it would be worth us hearing some of the uh, instructions of this exactly. gonna break it. To it. Okay, so um go ahead Raj, let's see what he's got to say. Oh one second. We have the podium, so. Is there a
1: God? Is not what are all these churches
0: for? And who is Jesus's dad? <laughs> David, wait. So this is um. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. You missed it. We're just explaining how you take the initiation. You and Vishnu both. we <laughs> <laughs> were just about to hear your guru. I was explaining how you don't do what I tell you when I'm telling you to read the Bhagavatam but you guys have memorised this guy's teachings. <laughs> okay, so he, um, he's, he said some interesting things about um, association and criticising. These are the two themes I picked up from Rajabi B. Harkin's class. So, it's ten seconds, don't worry, we'll get onto some serious stuff. Go ahead, play Is there no way we
2: can get rid of him? It's because I hate him. You have to get along with Toby. No. Yeah. I don't. Goodbye, Michael. If I had a gun with two bullets, I'd <laughs> to the room, i Bin Laden and Toby,
0: I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Bin Laden connection. Bin Laden's sister and Bin Laden. But, um, okay. Alright, on to more serious stuff. So, um, can I have the laptop? Thank you. Um. You know, I asked... Uh, I asked uh, ChatGPT the question. So the question I asked it was... Um, uh, I asked it, how are we influenced by other people? And uh, this is what ChatGPT said, okay? I said, give me some examples of how we're this for other people. So he said that, um, this, is pu- this is all true, okay? I'm not making anything of that. So this is published in the New England Journal of Medicine. He says, if, you be- if your friend becomes obese, if your friend becomes obese, then you're 57% more likely to become obese than you would have if your friend was not obese. <laughs> Okay. You know, like, um, if somebody yawns, have you seen this Like If somebody yawns and then you yawn, you know the chances are? What the percentage is? If somebody else yawns, are you going to yawn? 50%. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, if, you, if you see somebody checking their phone, and then you feel like you're going to check your phone, you know the chances are? 90%. And, um, this is a good one, it says that research indicates that the probability of laughing in a group is directly proportional to the people in the group laughing, regardless of whether you've heard the joke. (laughs) So a joke that you haven't heard, if the people in the group are laughing, and if there's a lot of people laughing in the group, proportionate to that are your chances of laughing. It's something you you haven't even heard. It's crazy, isn't it? Like the the um when we talk about association, uh obviously we take these lessons from scripture in terms of um good association, bad association, uh its effect, and um and it's regard it's considered um, such a critical part of our process. And yet we see it also in like, these examples, silly examples, and yet very, actually very true. Like, we know that it's actually entirely true, that when these things are happening around us, even though they're so mundane, like yawning or checking your phone, like the examples that we gave, like, even though they're so meaningless, like right, irrelevant, um, uh, yet it has such an impact on us. So, then the question is like, what's the what's the relationship between that and then something actually very significant in our lives and the power of association, negative or positive um, on, on that so um, there was these uh, I, I didn't get a chance to check in with uh, Raj B. um after the talk, but you know he gave these eight uh, eight steps basically um, of how, how you, we can refrain from getting into a critical mentality. And there was a point when I was um, looking at them that it seems like up to about five, it's like us convincing ourselves of something, like a, a rational conversation. And then number six is that the end result would be right. So this is like almost like a transitioning point that i just accepted it, it is what it is. And then the other two are basically <coughs> like a point of surrender, right? Like, so one is that um, you're praying for it to be right, and the last one is writing about it because you can't do anything <laughs> back, so you might as well write about it. So it's interesting. Like, there's almost like a there is a there is a progression through even how we go through the process of understanding what's affecting us, how it's affecting us, and um, you know, in uh, in Chaitanya Charita, when and Rai is speaking to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And there's a Chaitanya was asking me questions. And Ramananda Rai, asked, what is, the ausp- what is auspicious? What is the most auspicious activity? And Ramananda Rai said, the only auspicious activity is associating with devotees. So he says, the only auspicious thing you can do is to associate with devotees. It seems a bit like extreme, but the point is that we can't make it on our own. Like the idea being that without association, how far can we can we go? So um, I was uh, going to uh, just mention two points and then we're going to go into the exercise that we have. Um, and that was that, again, What you know, one of the things that um, uh, also was mentioned in the class was this idea that, remember he said that this astrologer's son, the astrologer who was consulting with Ignatian's sister, his son, he was teaching him, right, so he used to come to his classes and then, oh, I actually, uh, he was, he was teaching him, and then he went away, and then he came back, and then Vrajbhirya was saying that how he, you know, he gained something from, from that devotee speaking to him for that one hour. So I was, it was interesting because there was a there was a verse that um, I really like. It's one of my, uh, one of my favorite verses uh, on this topic, um, because it's about how sometimes the, um, you know, that the sometimes the student becomes the teacher. Like sometimes through If we're open to hearing messages, we can hear, we can hear Krishna conscious messages from anywhere and everywhere. And uh, that that reminded me of that example, reminded me of And uh, the verse is this, that one should learn how to associate with devotees of the Lord by gathering with them to chant the glories of the Lord. That's straightforward. We should learn how to associate by coming together and doing Krishna conscious things like hearing the chant. This process is most purifying. Medicine listen carefully, as devotees thus develop their loving friendship, they feel mutual happiness and satisfaction. So, as, as we develop our friendship, we feel mutual happiness and satisfaction. Again, quite straightforward. Okay, here's the line. And by thus encouraging one another, they are able to give up material sense gratification, which is the cause of all suffering. I find this really interesting because it says, by thus encouraging one another, they are able to give up material sense gratification. Because often when we think about association and the benefit that I'll get from association, generally we are thinking about senior association. Like pure devotees, find a pure devotee, serve a pure devotee, the pure devotee will give you Krishna because they have Krishna. Like this idea is there and it's a very crucial part of our process Is to serve and to um, associate with uh, pure devotees but this this point is is saying something slightly different this is saying actually with peers because we won't always be in the association of pure senior devotees all the time so you know we get Raj Bihari for once a year like or whenever you know not so frequently right so that he can come and you can hang out and you can ask questions and you can serve him and all of these types of things but that association may not be available to you in your day to day life. So then the question is, what association do you have in your day to day life? And I think this verse is really interesting because what Sri Prabhupada explains in the Prabhupada is that he says, when it says, by um, encouraging one another, they are able to give up material sense gratification. He says that you when know, one person will say, oh, I gave up this, or I'm trying to give up this, and the other person becomes encouraged and say, oh, I'll also try. And <laughs> like there's a sense of enthusiasm that happens with friends because you can be open with your friends, right? You can be vulnerable with close people. You can say things that you're finding difficult, which you may not be able to say with other people. And therefore, the idea that having a group of friends who, who you're close to and can really speak your mind um, is such an important feature in spiritual life. Because without that, what would happen is, these things build up, doubts build up, difficulties build up, you can't express, you know, that I'm having difficulty with this principle, or this philosophy, or whatever. And therefore, when, because we're not able to work through that difficulty or doubt, it builds up to a point where, eventually, we may even leave Krishna consciousness, because either we've lost a taste for it, or we've it just doesn't make sense to us. So um, this idea of having a group of, I remember, I, th- I can't remember who said it, but I think it may have been Kupamoy Prabhu. And he was saying that, um, you know, over many, many decades of Christian consciousness, he said he's seen many people leave Christian consciousness, and senior people, people who'd got to, you know, at least uh, both internally and externally, very senior levels of um, uh, spiritual advancement. And he, he had the opportunity to speak to many of them about why they left. And he said the number one kind of almost exclusive reason why they left was that they didn't have close friendships. And I thought, like I mean, again, it's like it it comes to this point that if we don't have um, close friendships here around us, not, you know, like we have this idea that we're in touch with others from, you know, senior devotees externally, but like close friendships that you can pick up the phone to speak to on a you know, on a regular basis and meet up with and discuss issues that you may be having, then it's weird, like spiritual life becomes actually, um, it, be- it becomes quite uh, dubious, it becomes uh, rocky because we don't have that that facility, okay. So uh, that was one point and um, and I thought the, of well, I'll skip that bit. Now I'm going to come to uh, one thing I'm going to read, which is, um, it's not so long, but it's by Śrīla Bhakti Nautākura. For those of you who don't know, Bhakti Nautākura is the grand spiritual master of Śrīla um, Prabhupāda. And um, he wrote a commentary on a book called nectar of Instruction. So many of you may have read it. If not, uh, please do read it. It's a very, very short book. It's one of Śrīla Prabhupāda's small books. Um, and there's, uh, what is it, fourteen? Fourteen verses in the translation? Only, only fourteen texts. But within these fourteen texts, like the whole philosophy of Krishna consciousness has been summarized. So it's like, if you want to crash course, uh, it's, a, it's a good place to look. So in there, there um, Rupa Goswami, who's the author, he's written the definition of association. So if you want to define what does devotee association mean, he's written that in there. Can anyone remember what that is? What that? What is that association? What is anyone? Loving exchanges. Yes, yes. Loving exchanges. Okay, who said that? Okay, so what are the what are the six loving exchanges? Uh, share and and sharing. Okay, Sh- sharing and receiving. So that's two Prashadam, Okay. Uh, prashadam, uh, uh, that okay, so revealing one's mind in confidence and hearing from others, yeah? Gifts. Thank you for helping. So, um, giving and receiving gifts, yeah? So these six things constitute what Rupa Goswami is saying, the basis of association. Now, um, the basis of association means like, and Srila Prabhupada writes an amazing purport to this, where he says that this is not just in a spiritual context, this is also in a material context. So in a material context, if you want to associate or become friends with somebody, you, you're you going to do one of these six things. You're going to either you know, bring gifts, you're going to exchange food, or you're going to speak to them confidentially about what's on your mind. And and it's true, like you apply to anything, any scenario, it actually applies. It's quite an amazing formula. and. Um, and, so <coughs> Doctor Bhattacharya is giving a commentary on this. So, uh, Rasa Bihari Prabhu asked a question in the class, and, uh, to Bhakti Prabhu, and the question was about, um, you know, what, like, on a, living in, in the outside world, we come in touch with so many scenarios where we can't avoid some association and how do we deal with that association? So, Srila Prabhupada gives, gives a response to this and then we're going to go into an exercise. Okay? So, try and um, try and listen uh, as carefully as possible. So, Srila Prabhupada, uh, sorry, was, um, he started saying, Oh, sadhaka, sadhaka means practice in devotional service. Um, one must accept proximity, uh, proximity means closeness. With good, So, with both bad and good people, as one passes his life, this equally applies to householders and freelancers. Proximity must be there. Nevertheless, one should not engage in bad association. So this is a, it sounds like a paradox. How can you avoid, like you're saying that you must come into contact, you must come into closeness, proximity, physical closeness, but not associate. That's what he's saying. Giving in charity, accepting charity, so this is the gifts. Revealing one's mind, hearing one's mind, accepting food and giving food. If done with love, these are called sangha or association. Giving some foodstuffs to a hungry person, accepting some charity from a pious man is done out of duty, not out of love. Even if they are materialists, this type of engagement is not considered association. But if they are pure devotees, then such activities are performed out of love. When acts are performed out of love, then it is association. Therefore, uh, giving charity to pure Vaishnavas and accepting items or wealth from them becomes satsanga, or uh, pure association. Giving charity to a materialist or accepting charity from one, if done out of love, becomes Asat When a materialist approaches you, whatever is required to be done should be done only out of duty. One should not speak confidentially with a materialist. Generally, there is some love involved in confidential speaking. Therefore, it is association. While meeting a materialistic friend, one should speak only what is extremely necessary. At that time, it is better not to exhibit heartfelt love. But if that friend is a proper Vaishna, then one should accept his association. <laughs> Obliged to feed hungry people, needy people and teachers, he should do so as a host dutifully cares for his guests. There is no need to exhibit love. Care for them, but not out of love. One should feed pure Vaishnavas with love, and when required, accept the remnants given by them with love. If one behaves in this way while giving in charity, accepting charity, speaking confidentially, hearing confidentially, feeding and accepting food with one's wife, children, servants, maidservants, strangers, and whoever else one meets. There will be no unholy association, only good association. And then he says, there is no hope of achieving devotion to Krishna until one gives up unholy association in this way. And there is no hope for giving up unholy association until we develop genuine love and respect for the Vaishnavas and their association. So please beware of Vaishnava Prana. So this is like, you know, these two themes that we spoke about, like, Rajabhi Harika, we spoke about like this, critical mentality and then association, you can see how they're so closely linked. Like if we become critical, if we are, had that critical lens, we won't be able to appreciate the association of Vaishnavas. If we don't appreciate the association of Vaishnavas, we won't be able to give up bad It's, it's association. There's a very clear connecting line. Now here, um, you know, Bhakti and Thakur is, you know, I know the question may come up, well, don't we love everyone? And don't we want to love everyone? And clearly that's a you know, this, this um Bhakti Nataka is speaking very specifically with very precise you know, when Arasharya speak, they speak with very precise language, um and terminology which is very uh, like definitive. So what he's speaking about here is that this idea that love is directed towards Krishna. And whilst there is a form or a lesser form, this duty out of care and that's driven by duty as opposed to uh, is there for everyone and everyone and we should have that. Um, kind of care, um, he's drawing a distinction. You know, in another place he uses the word, instead of love, he uses the word intimate. And that may be more easy for us to uh, understand that if we are more intimately uh, engaging with others, that becomes association. <coughs> and if we're not so intimate, then we have to, that's one way he's saying that we can guard against this. So, um, this is, this is Bhakti kind of take on these six principles of association. And I'm going to stop there, and, um, because uh, we wanted to try and make this as, um, well, as practical, I guess, as, as possible. And um, we'll leave some time at the end uh, for questions that we may have either, because we didn't have so much time in the morning, so either questions for Raj Bihara There's one question I do want to ask Shreya to, to repeat, which I'll ask her to do at the end, um, but any others also on this topic. Um, but so before we do that, what we're going to do is we're going to ask you just get into into groups, and I think the easiest thing maybe to get into their teams, so they're into your your pre teams, and the questions gonna, the question is this that um, this question about how to deal with this principle of association uh, is a is a is a really a kind of a major one in terms of you know one of the takeaways that the team the organizing team wanted to have was that. When we leave the retreat, what are we going to be doing differently? Okay, so that's, the, that's like, bear that question in mind, right? When we leave the retreat, Sajjananda Maharaj calls it uh, taking the retreat home. And you can think about it in different ways, but the, the, the principle is clear. Like, we're, we're hearing um, the pastimes of Lord Ram, uh, which will inspire some attachment, some affection, some, you know, uh, some emotional attachment to Um, to the pastimes of Lord Ram, because those, as we heard, those pastimes are purifying. And that process of purification requires a bunch of stuff to help kind of fuel it, or fan that fire that we're trying to light. So the idea is that when we leave the retreat, what are the habits or practices or things that we want to do differently to what we were doing before we came on the retreat, what do we want to do when we go back? Okay, because otherwise, what happens is, we get very excited on the retreat. You know, it's we can go for morning program. We have devotee association all around us, twenty four seven. We have prashadam only. Like, it's like a, um, you know, like a utopia, right? It's like a. It's almost like a. It's a. It's an unrealistic in one sense, uh, environment. So, but. It's useful because it should build us up some strength that we can then take into our usual um, life, if that makes sense. So, the question is going to be, in your teams, we want you to discuss that in your life, either real examples that you've experienced, or if if you can't think of that you can come up with projected ones, that's okay, but ideally real ones, scenarios that you've come across, you can pick one between in your team, and we want you to think about one scenario where you've had a challenge of uh, dealing with um, negative association. Okay? So it can be any context, any scenario. Some context you to challenge, don't ways in which you can resolve that, or respond to that challenge. Okay? Making sense so far? Yeah? And then, uh, once you've done that, then we want you to somehow, you can decide, you know, normally we say, do a skip, but I know some of you, like me, um, prefer having your teeth pulled out. So, you can pick any way you wish to express how you would respond to that. Okay? So it could be a Whatever. It could be a poem, it could be a skit, whatever it is. And then how many groups have we got? Six. Six? Six. Um, six, of, six groups of five people. Okay. So 12. Six groups of five 12 total. Okay. Yeah. 12. Okay. Great. So then then, so then, so we'll do some sharing at the end. Is that okay? Is clear? Clear? Anyone not clear about the task? Sorry? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's keep this. I think we might have some time actually to do a of positive side association. Um, so Shreya, could you, um, if you've got a loud voice, project, otherwise come up here and ask your question. But the question that you asked um, after the class. Um.
1: Just what in Khaik. And then he said we should develop an abundance in And I asked how can we do that? Great. Yeah, then uh there I reflected upon it after I spoke to you also. Abundance mentality uh, is basically feeling safe in bhakti and feeling loved by Krishna. So when you are loved, when you are like in that safe space, then you are not insecure about what others are doing. Now, the problem is many of us, when we are uh, practicing Krishna consciousness, we are always looking at the gaps in our bhakti practices that we feel insecure even as devotees. And then Krishna, you know, he loves to play hide and seek. Krishna is not someone who would always give you an experience of being loved. Because uh, even devotees go through... Low phases. So, what do we do? So, to feel abundant, we have practices like hearing chanting and all of that. But also, devotees can try. So devotees can try uh, doing some self. i saying this. Some self-love affirmations, not necessarily in an narcissistic, egoistic way of loving yourself. Not like. What I mean is feeling assured in your relationship with the Lord. Feeling you are good. And you know, because all of us have a dark side. All of us have a dark side. And because of that, and when we come to Krishna consciousness, the dark side becomes prominent. Because we hear about it in the classes that we are fallen and we need to become humble. So then that comes like, okay, then you become more conscious of it. Although we are supposed to be transcending it. But we become conscious of our dark side, and that actually makes us more uh, insecure. And then it's interesting how devotees become victims of envy, gossip, politics. So abundance mentality, we don't develop. Ironically, although we are devotees, so therefore self-love or being assured in our relationship with Krishna is extremely important. So what I've done in my own way, you know, I was showing Shreya that pan uh, you have, the printout you have struck on the wall. So I have made something like that in my room in my ashram where I stay and I put it in front of my table and I've written four phrases there. When I see that, I immediately feel love. <laughs> although, you know, although I don't experience Krishna's love all day, like I, I do feel love when I read scriptures or take buttons and sankirtan. But mind is so nasty, you know. So whenever I'm troubled, I look at that four phrases. Fr- fr- so I'm saying you can have your own way of finding self-love or self-acceptance. So, the four sentences I put is, uh, my mind wants to enjoy, but my heart really wants to serve. I may be a grahastha by nature, but I am a brahmachari by choice. I may, I am not a pure devotee, but I am really sincere. I may make mistakes, but I am not a criminal. So when I see this, I feel you know, I feel the universe or the force, or the cosmos or Krishna is embracing me. I feel embraced. I feel loved. I feel accepted by the universe. So that's what I mean, mean by abundance mentality. You know, like you feel you are safe. You are you are good, and then you can. It's not it's not a license to be complacent. It's basically just to know that, just to feel a little assured in the relationship, and then we can work. So I think we need to also focus on feeling loved in Krishna consciousness. Not simply how we have fallen and we are so far away from Krishna. So that's the way I was answering the Hare Krishna.
0: Okay, wonderful. So um, before before we do go on to uh, the next thing, uh, the next um, exercise, uh, just a reminder um, from the exercise you've done. the takeaways, uh, uh, because I want you to I want you to just hold this uh, going into the next exercise. That remember what I said about what what is it that you're going to do differently? So from the last exercise that you did and the conversations that you had, did that come out for you? What are you going to do differently when you go back? Or was it lost in the banter? So I'm getting a hesitant response. How about you guys? Was it clear what you're going to do differently? No, mostly no. So I want, I, I, this, is a, this is a really important point because sometimes what happens is we get into these types of conversations and we focus on like, uh, well, aside from the humor, but we might focus on um, kind of theoretical stuff or just um, regurgitating stuff that we think we're supposed to say because that's what we're expected to say, as opposed to what exactly am I going to change in my life? And I, and I think I'm just going to bring us back again, and it came to this point, Because um, to be precise about that is going to, I mean, I've looked at some studies about what changes people's habits. Like how is it that habits change? And one of the most important aspects of how habits change is for us to be able to envision what that change looks like in a scenario that we know occurs again and again. So I'm not saying it just for the sake of it, I'm saying it because For you to put yourself very firmly and clearly in the scenario of going back home and facing the challenges that we will face once we enter our usual life um, will help us actually change. Because otherwise what will happen is we'll go back into that scenario and the change from what we are now to what we are there will be so drastic that we won't be able to maintain some of the things that we've tried to implement on this retreat. It's just nature—it's just the way habits are formed. Because we've been doing this stuff for so long in this life, but who knows in past lives? Um, that to change that is not so easy. So please don't. Um, uh, you'll have to forgive me for bringing this up again and again, but I am—I'm doing it specifically for this reason. That it's just otherwise—otherwise otherwise nothing will change. And I've seen it happen. I'm sure I was talking about it. 30, 30 years, we've been doing PS, and um, over 30 years, you know, uh, you see it again and again. Um, so we have to be able to move, move, learn how to shift in the direction that we want to change. How do we actually make that happen a reality? Okay, so the next session, I'm gonna ask Nanda Prabhu to um, facilitate and organize us in. And this is, so we've talked about like dealing with negative associations, so this is essentially the flip side. How do we want to deal with in a positive sense with the association? So you would would like to come up. Yeah. I could just speak the
3: So the idea of this is based on something that I normally do at the start of different workshops. And it's like a norm-setting exercise. And essentially, I want us to um, collectively create the culture that we want to see within Pandavasena. As seniors, people will say, yes, there should be humility, there should be respect, there should be kindness, there should be the six loving exchanges. But unless we buy into it as the members of Panvasena, it's not going to happen. So I mean that like genuinely, so I want us to create a circle. So yes, clearly we love banter <coughs> within PS, and, and I love banter, and, and I love the fact that we have that. But also having a real conversation around, well, what does that take away? So yes, we have the humour and, and we knock each other and all the rest of it, and that's great. And, and genuinely, it, it, it softens the mood, but it does take away something, like I think about different cultures that I, I visit and different temples, they've all got a particular mood. So I think within PS, we have an opportunity to create the culture that we want and have a really deep and meaningful conversation about what that looks like. So I want you to, um, in your books, and we can one person could do it in the group we could all do it, is just draw a circle. And within the circle, all the things that you would love to have in the ideal community, the ideal culture. And then what's all the things you really don't want? And that's when you're going to expressly talk about them outside. Be careful when doing this exercise. You don't go with just generic terms. So you might start with that. So you might say respect and kindness. But going to Lavin Krishna Prabhu's point, I want you to then build that into specific behaviors. So if you say I want kindness, if you say I want respect, if you say I want love, what does that look like the next time you are in a room together, the next time you are serving together, the next time you meet up with people?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So have, again, I think we'll do it in the same groups, your, your existing groups, that makes the most sense. But yeah, just two <coughs> circles, well, sorry, one circle. <coughs> what do you want inside the ideal PS culture, community, and what is outside? And then, yeah, we're just gonna have one person from the group, uh, a few groups, feedback as to what that means. But please focus on the <coughs> practical. What does that really um, look like for you? Is it clear? Does anyone have any questions? Amazing. Okay. Seven minutes. Works every time. Okay. So um, I'm going to just go around and pick on some different groups. Obviously you've written lots and lots of different things inside your circle. You may have written lots of things outside of your circle. I want you to just pick one thing, just one thing, uh, and we're gonna go from there. So we'll begin with Gopinath's uh, group here. Because I, I heard you say, I don't see a lot in either inside or outside the circle, but I assume it's either inside or outside the head. So let's go. Okay, um, so one thing that we said that we wanted is uh, uh, maybe regular, not
4: regular, need regular reminders because we're quite fickle as many of us are, uh, at least we are, um, we need regular reminders of how to behave culturally and how to, uh, so there's a nice quote I like, uh, basically it goes along the lines of, don't forget the goal, keep your eye upon the donut and not upon the hole. So the point is that a lot of our lives we spend focusing on the hole, focusing on things that are not important, yeah. so to make PS a more, like uh, it um, should be a a culture where we have progression. It shouldn't just be I come in, I've been a Krishna consciousness for however many years. That's okay. not the goal. The goal is to progress in my Krishna consciousness. So we didn't we couldn't think of a practical way of inputting regular reminders of Shastra. As okay. Sanghas, all these different things, mentors yeah are ways of doing that better.
3: Okay, so when you ass- to associate better you want regular reminders of how we can keep moving forward and growing. Yeah,
4: because and if our if our if our association because of the, because of these regular reminders our association is Fixated around the idea of progression of conscious lives, yeah. yeah. um, then it'll be more effective. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Just, just a quick one. Purple boys, um, if you could just head to dinner prep, they're really in a lot of help. So, purple boys, a couple girls have already gone. Perfect. Okay. The purple boys, we'll carry on.
3: Uh, we'll go to one of the girls' groups. Uh, this group here.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, We spoke about having uh, something we do want to keep healthy boundaries. Um, I feel like if like are exactly exercising in the community, there are less chances to, you know, um, relationships getting messy. or There, there are naturally people who you're more comfortable with and who you're not comfortable with, but if everyone has a um, certain boundary in place with what they're okay with and what they're not not okay with, then if people learn to respect that, there are less chances of um, things going overboard or, you know, things blowing up. So which
3: obviously we don't have time to really delve into it, but yeah. did you think about how you implement healthy boundaries? Because that sounds to me like a really useful thing to do. Yeah talk to someone about what your boundary is and know what your boundary is but anything else that
2: came up? Well, know what your boundary is for a start make sure it's clear to yourself before you actually communicate it and then of course when it does come to like actually having a relationship with someone whatever relationship that may be uh, make sure that's the first thing that's communicated very, very clearly Can you give me an
3: example of a boundary?
0: Yeah
2: Um, Um, So like um, certain ways you want to be interacted with like for example no, I don't like it when you um, I don't know,
3: give me a hug, like that's not my thing, that's okay. not my That's not my way of, yes. you know. Okay, great, fighting. thank you so much. Uh, another voice
2: group, this one here. Yeah, so we said we like to clean more toilets together, more group services. Practical services yeah. together? Yeah, we said more of a group thing because we actually found the bonded over. Bonded over service, and the service yeah. does that. Nice, we had, a, we had a good time, we had fun. We yeah, we had fun. We had, we had fun. Uh, and one more, one more we should have more juicy conversations not like juicy conversations but like conversations of more substance oh, rather right. so
3: than you know just like I you... to, to come out, there. Um, come out. <laughs> it's hardly 3-0 for the girls <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you uh, one more yes Just, can I point you out, is that, is that hard to implement, depending on personality type? I think Navin
1: Krishna
0: could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're assuming I didn't try. <laughs> no, that's not Disneyland.
3: to realise that this is obviously a really important conversation, one we haven't had a lot of time for, but we should recognise that we're all different, and so sometimes if someone doesn't come and give you a hug, they do still love you. Yeah, And some people don't like hugs, so I've, I've realised. Yeah, and some people, it's their boundary not so to give you hug. But <laughs> I, I guess the, the opposite side to outside yourself would be if someone comes in and says, like, oh
0: my <laughs> yeah. So yeah. negative yeah. vibes. Can I
3: can I pause it there just to get to another group? Is that
1: okay?
0: I oh, oh, have a list. Oh, yeah, we just
1: said we just one yeah, per we group. Know, we know, Yeah, just because... Oh, sorry, happy to discuss it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, another group. So
2: something I think uh, would be interesting, uh, interesting to implement would be like having a clear distinction between banter and serious conversation. Like so there's nothing wrong with banter, banter's good, it's good to have like, a relaxed, like easygoing relationship yeah. so to speak. So like but like say like say for example you like you take the out of someone, that's fine. But then like you, you like you like immediately reassure them like, make that person feel assured that you're not like seeing them they're not being seen as a fool or seeing yeah. or anything like that. You do and showing that you actually have some respect for them as a person. So advance is fine. And then yeah. they can recipro- they 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 would feel like open to reciprocate, I think. It's like okay, this person actually does isn't isn't just like seeing as a joke or anything. They're they're like having that fun, which is is important, it's good yeah. to have that. And also but also actually like making sure this person feels okay, no, yeah, they're the mission. Let me make sure that this person feels respected yeah. as well. So I think that's
3: I think it's I think it's a really important point because as Brad right you said, we all have so many different insecurities. And if we come into this space and we can't feel safe, then we will we will artificially like just laugh along with the joke. I mean that's the classic thing, right? We can imagine it from school. You laugh along, but then you go back to your room, and then it's like it, it leaves a little scar. And I just don't know whether the upside for the joke is always worth it. Coming from someone who does it all the time. So I do I I do recognize, I do recognize that in our own personality, and that's why I was talking about it from a cultural perspective. But yeah, if, if, if we have to make the joke, almost say, that is a joke, be very, very clear. Because it may be obvious to you, but it may not be obvious to them because of their sensitivities and insecurities. Great. We're done. Thank you
0: very much. I think it was important just to try and squeeze it in because we weren't sure whether we'd be able to do this later on. If we do get time later on in the trip it'd be good to explore this further in more detail and more con- kind of concrete examples. So before we close, one last message and then, and then we're going on, right? So then the last message is, please, 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 please remember this one point, that when, when we're thinking about this type of stuff, it's easy to get into the idea of this is what I'm supposed to say or this is what I would like other people to do or etc. etc. Please come back to this point of as specifically as possible, what am I going to do? Okay? If you can come back to that point when you think through these type of examples, please believe me, it will become much more real and we'll have actual change. uh, Because otherwise we always will kind of get stuck at this, you know, ephemeral kind of level. And um, so let's get specific and let's get personal and related to ourselves. Okay? Thank you so much. Hare Krishna.
1: Very loud, very voice, I'm going to be really-